Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thank God you jumped on. Mark was doing a three-minute podcast on the laptop when I was waiting for you and it just went on and on and on. He was just talking to himself. What do you mean? He just took the mic and started talking like he was on a podcast. No, absolutely not. <laughs> talking about what? Um, his week, next week, the weather, how the weather's changing. He told a story One about star. a motorbike. Automatically. I know. No. We have enough straight male podcasts. Wait, no sorry, more. what about a motorbike? He tells the story with it to Nora when she's not concentrating like getting her nappy shades or something. And it's like about the time when his granddad bought them a motorbike when they were younger. And okay. his brothers all knew how to go on it, but he didn't. So he got on and put his hands on the handlebars, not realising that that's how you make a motorbike go. And like it went and he wasn't even like fully on the motorbike and he didn't know how to let it go because he didn't know what he was doing to make it go. So he didn't know how to stop it. Right. So he had to just drive it into a ditch to make it end. <laughs> <laughs> but he, tell, he tells that every time Nora's not paying attention. Here, why? I was talking about this with someone literally today. It, uh, motorbikes aren't really a thing anymore. They're kind of they're not flopping, are they? They are. They're in their flop era. It, it's because of the bloody electric scooters. I was coming out of a. I was getting diesel this morning, and I was coming out of the garage, and it was like a one way system in and out of the garage. And this young lad on an electric scooter, no helmet, like definitely like a teenager, like. Just was doing his own thing down the middle of the road and like went to like swing in in front of me into the garage, but like in the outway. And I like, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Anyone could have hit him. Anyone could have hit him. Would we, anyone could have hit him. Would we get an hour out of electric scooters for an episode? Uh, yeah, you'd probably get a lot of funny stories in. <laughs> but I just, I think Would like, we? I don't have anything against them because I know a lot of people hate them. But if you're going to use them, use them. Like, just use the rules of the road. Like, this guy was just, he was just, like, zooming in and out of cars, doing his own thing. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how life works. And this is not how bandwagons works. But you are listening to bandwagons. I can't believe 
stop taking breaks because we're, I don't know if it's, like, actually, sorry, I'm putting that blame on you. I'm very much putting it on me. You do be rusty when you're not doing this <laughs> for 10 days. <laughs> Fucking hell. I would say I can't believe we use the story about electric scooters as the intro when we've been sitting on that Selena intro for years. What was the Selena intro? You better keep an eye out for Selena. Oh, fuck. Is it too late? Well, I've said it now, but... I don't, I don't think I'll call it, do it properly. As, do it as the outro. I'll do it as, I'll do, yeah, I'll, I'll do it as the caption on Instagram. Oh my anyway. God, yeah, do it as the oh, outro and then Adam can put it in after the music. I don't think she'd um, appreciate it anyway, but anyway, go ahead. No, absolutely not. She, I'd say if she, if say, Selena Gomez is a list of people she hates, we're about to be put on it, I would say. Um, but yeah. you are very welcome back to Bandwagons. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're over on Patreon. If you want more content, if you liked the mini-sold uh, on renting, whole lot of fresh other stories over on Patreon. We did like separate stories to keep everyone happy. Um, but there's like lots, lots, lots more where that came from over on Patreon. So it's patreon.com forward slash bandwagons if you want more. I don't know why you would because in some ways, my God, the stories are absolutely fucking horrific. Yeah, you need a break. But yeah. Um, um, I, um, before, I f- before I forget, this ties in because I was at Rent the Musical on Friday night. And oh, I didn't know that. A gal came up and told me she loves the podcast. And I was just like, so awkward that all I could do was laugh. And I just uh, just laughed at her. And I was just Perfect. like, oh, it's brilliant. And then all it's a I great could, way I was, to alienate fans. I know. All night I was thinking about it. I was like, God, I could have said anything, anything. I think I said thank you. But like all I could do was giggle. And I was like, I am the worst person alive. Because I just didn't know. Because it's my hometown. like, And I didn't think, like, that just isn't, that's not a thing. And my mom, I was with my mom and my brother and sister and all, and she was so nice and so friendly and I could have been better. I should have been better. And I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed your night. I just get so awkward. What do you do? Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm just usually like, thanks. Mm. And then I just try and deflect back to them and talk about them. Yeah, like a nice person. always being nice. That's fine. Sorry, when you said that, I thought you went uh, rent in Dublin. How was the rent in Gory? Class. Really good. Really, really good. good. There was a, like, it's not, a, it's a very provocative musical. I don't think Gory was expecting it. <laughs> I don't so think Gory was, like, was ready for it. No, I don't think so. And there was like a couple of our lads sitting in front of me and I was sitting beside um, an old friend, Emma. And she, we were just like watching them and they were just like kind of, you could see like them doing the dad, like crossing their legs and kind of just turning to the side and like hand on their face kind of thing, just taking it in. They got more and more into themselves as it went on. Did they think it was kind of like a Bull McCabe, The Field kind of vibe, like about literal... Well, it, rent is about rent, but it's about so many oh, other things. Th- no, it's about AIDS. <laughs> I know, but like... Do you know what I mean? Like, did they think it was literally about rent? Oh, I don't know. There's a, like, a renting. Whole, like, like the, the bare arse comes out, like the bare arse is in the script, you know? So there's always an arse. Were there bare arses out in Gory? Yes. Remember we saw it in the Borgosh and... It was your one from Atomic Kitten and she showed her arse. But like the arse is in the script. You have to show your arse if that's your part. And I like everyone else knew it was coming, but I don't think they saw it coming. But anyway. But is there anything wrong with a... Nothing like a bit of arse on a Friday night. Nothing like a bit of arse on a Friday night, girls. Am I right? Yeah, you were pretty watching I... the Late Late. I was watching arse on the gory little theatre. <laughs> you were watching the Late Late? Well, I was watching arse. Grow up. <laughs> I wish I missed the late late, and I wish I I, I wish I watched it because apparently it was very good. Yeah, I watched it back. I watched back half of it. And now, 
Actually, I was going to say something shady, and you know what? I'll just say it for the Patreon because whatever. This Go is, on. I, for, I forgot this is a public episode. No, I'm not saying anything, but um, yeah, I do wish I'd watch it. Massive figures, apparently. Yeah. Massive viewing I figures. I feel like, like people... Like, toy show level. Yeah. People tuned in, like... I do think I'd say people went in with, like, pitchforks blazing, ready to, like, tear it apart, and they didn't, they couldn't. Do you know? Yeah. Because he, he just oh, seemed like a nice guy. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I will say... So, me and Kia went to see Past Lives in the cinema. Go see it. Okay. Incredible. One of the best movies I've seen all year. I will say, when I said that on Instagram, people were like... People in the country... It doesn't seem to be showing in a lot of country... I, I've like, never... I've not heard of Regional this. cinemas, which is very irritating. But to that, I say it will probably be on streaming very soon. I think it'll be on movie, and you think you can get a seven-day free trial... Go watch it then if you can. But uh, I understand that it's very frustrating that it's... I don't know why it's not showing more places. What's it about? Anyway, it's a, uh, it's about this these two Korean kids who grow up together and they're, like, really good friends. And then she moves to Canada with her family kind of suddenly and they lose contact and then they come back in contact, contact like, 12, year, uh, 12 years later through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they strike up, like, their friendship again and they're constantly on to each other. Um, but uh, I don't want to say anything else but like that's okay. it it was just a very beautiful nice story but anyway that's separate to that there was a trailer for the thing that Patrick Kilty's in that Bally Walter thing okay. Bally Walter Bally, Wal- Bally Walter uh, anyway I the trailer looked very good because I'd heard about it and I was just like he's acting he's acting yeah but okay. like not Again, how do I say this voice on my account? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes these Irish films come and it's like you're, you want to be supportive because it's like an Irish film, whatever, but it might not necessarily actually be that good. Or it might be like, fine, this did look very good from the trailer. Okay. So I think, I'm, I think we're going to go see it. Um, it's like uh, Shauna Kerslake, is that her name? Yeah, Kerslake, yeah. Kersley, yeah, she, taxi driver kind of seems to be kind of just floating through life but is kind of dealing with other stuff that we don't know about and she meets this guy one of the days when she's working in the taxi and he's like an aspiring comedian who's played by Patrick Kilty. I don't know, it's just very good trailer. I'll okay. give it that. that if it's shit, good. I'll she, report back. If anyone has seen it, let me know. I like her. I think she's very good. She's a very good actress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How was life otherwise though? Good? Bar seeing arse? Good, yeah. Pretty happy, pretty yeah. good, pretty sailing along. I was very jealous because it was pissed rain here for the last two weeks. And you were in the Did sunshine. It? Did you not get the nice we got, Sorry, we got the, a nice week and then we got the absolute week from hell where it's just, until like yesterday, where it's just lashed and lashed and lashed. It's gone so wintry, fucking hell. Yeah. Well, I have a podcast for you. <laughs> what? No, no, it doesn't matter. Um, what? <laughs> no, it literally doesn't matter. It was crazy. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. Um, Greece was amazing. I'm going to do up a little, I'll do up our full itinerary of what we did for Patreon at some point before the end of October, 100%. So you'll have it for like, if anyone wants to go next year, we did EOS and we did uh, Santorini. I've shared a lot of places we ate and stuff, but people want like specific Mm. things we did and like my tips and stuff that I like I did before for Amalfi and you did for Chicago. I yeah, yeah will but, do. Um, I've yet to do for Chicago, but it's in the draft. Oh, have you not done for Chicago? <laughs> no, I go to sit down. And I'm like, what was that place called? And, uh, the longer I leave, the worse it's going to be. But I will do it. Um, lot to be said for sunshine and mental health and mm. being in a warm place as opposed to a cold place. As I realised when I got back here, and I was like, <clears throat> wow, wow, 
wow. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes, sometimes when you know, I hear people are like, oh, just need a bit of winter sun, whatever. Like, all the sun. I'm like, all right, like, grand. And then I went away for 10 days in the heat and I was like, fucking hell, this is it's very hard to be in a bad mood. Like, you know. Yeah, even here with, the, with that one week of sun, it was like being on holidays just because mm. when you got up the sun was shining, it was like, oh, we can wear shorts. Like, it was... Yeah. Different vibes. Um, I really liked Greece. Don't know if I do Santorini again. Now, Glad I, I think... It, but it kind of seems to be the general consensus. Yeah, I do think it's your own fault, though, because you have been overhyping Santorini since you were 18. Yeah, pretty much. That's now, like, we'll what, if I win the lot tomorrow, I'm going to Santorini. That has been your joke since college. Yeah. And I went to Santorini, and you know what? It was grand. <laughs> it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Like, I think, given I did the Amalfi this year, I think I was kind of more blown away by the Amalfi. You know what I mean? Even though, like, yeah. the, obviously parts of the Amalfi are getting really fucking touristy as well. But, like, I don't know. Something about, like, I don't know. It was just very touristy, very, like, honeymoonery, which was fine. But I was there with, like, a gang of friends doing, like, a fake Leaving Start Holiday 28. Pathetic. Um... You know, and then it was just all, like in comparison to like we did EOS and like everyone kind of, not that everyone was like EOS going to be shit beforehand. They weren't. We were getting way less recommendations for EOS and we bloody loved EOS. And everyone kind of said that after. We were like, and even we were talking to someone who works in EOS and now obviously they're going to say this because they work in EOS. But when we said we were going to Santorini next and we were obviously going for like the four or five days, your one was like, you don't need that long. You do like two, three days max. And we were like, right, okay, well... We can't do anything about that now, but that's good to know. Good to know. What are you Um, thinking for honeymoon? I know it's a long way away, but like, do you have something? Do you you have a bucket list or anything? A big luxury vacay? We've had to rejig. Like, sometimes I'm like, the Maldives, and then I saw someone come back from there recently, and they broke down the cost, which was very helpful. And I'm like, time doesn't seem worth that. Yeah. So I'm like wondering, would we do somewhere else? In Italy, or maybe, I don't know. Okay, so like Keen wants to do like Nashville for his 30th. Class. But now he's kind of like, we don't have to go for my 30th or whatever, because it's like literally next year. And like, obviously, the, is it next year? Mm. How old? Yeah, it's next year. And like the wedding and everything. I'm like, fair enough. Why don't you do um, Vegas and, and I just have, get married? And I want to do Japan. I don't have, <laughs> Vegas does not appeal to me in any no. huge way, I'm going to be honest. The only part of Vegas that appealed to me is like an Elvis wedding chapel thing. And then after that, I don't mm. care. Do you know where I think we'll do, actually? Maybe Bali. We might yeah. do Asia, Southeast Asia. Yeah, that'd be lovely. What are you thinking? Do you know, we're very tied because we can't leave Nora for very long. So we can maybe max go for like five days. And then that leaves us with like only short haul places. And also we're going mm-hmm. the end of November. So it leaves us short haul in the winter. So I don't know, maybe Rome. I found a really cool hotel in Rome that has like a sauna and a jacuzzi in your bedroom. Nice. On a terrace. And it's like you walk outside and the Colosseum's like right there, like you're buying in the middle. So it's kind of like the best of everything. So even if it's like crap weather, you know, we'd have that. I don't know. I'm going to send you the pasta making class we did because they yeah. give you, I had a list of like, and they gave you a list after like all the actual authentic places they recommend to eat. And I can't, I had the picture and I can't find it now. Um, but yeah, Rome that time of year is grand because it's still kind of warm, but might be kind of rainy is the only thing. Yeah, like we're just not. October and it was a little bit rainy. We're not even beachy people 
like really we went to Tenerife when I was pregnant and we were like itching for something to do and there was just not enough to do there and we were only there for like four days I just don't mm. think we want to lie in the heat for a week it's just not I'd rather like actually see the world and do it like make the most of not having a toddler hanging out of us yeah so girlies we'll any ideas yeah um, send me ideas or suggestions let us know Bandwagon's podcast on Instagram and you have the email somewhere else as well Anyway, um, so much happened in pop culture while I was away, which was really annoying because... But that's life, now, isn't In it? fairness, that is life. Some of it was dark, so I'm kind of glad we're not, like, Ashley and Mila, I'm glad we're not going there, right? And the only mm. thing I will say on that is, I think they wrote the letters because Danny Masterson and... Not, not that this is justification, I need to make abundantly clear, but I think they wrote the letters to Danny Masterson because his big fucking Scientology head and Scientology in general... I think they have something oh, on, on them, yeah. and they were like, "You give us a character reference, or you're going down with us." And they were they saw this as like the lesser two evils. I don't know, probably dumb, yeah. dumb, dumb, dumb all around. The Russell Brand stuff, not touching that with a barge pole. What's the bandwagon's mo? Keep it light. Keep, keep it, it light. light. It's obviously really terrible, but we're keeping it light. Um, Joe, Joe and Sophie Turner. Joe Jonas. I'm so curious to hear more about that. I want to... Are we going to sell the tickets? No. No, absolutely not. He's single now. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he did not come off great. Now, I don't really know. I would really be interested to hear the breakdown on like Dumas or whatever, like what the actual rumours are, you know, instead of... We're never going to get it from her though, is the thing. And I I respect that. I I hugely respect that. I don't know. She hasn't covered it since it happened, so I'm wondering why. Sorry, I mean from Sophie. Oh, from Sophie. Um, yeah, but like someone will know. Someone in someone's camp will know, and it will leak. And there's truth in everything. Yeah. Was this, what's this about a ring camera or something? That something was seen on a ring camera, and that's how he knew but, he had to okay, jump for it. But I this, think that's full. So is apparently, but the, okay, this is what I love about this because it's just so. Not it's even. unhinged, but like it's yeah okay. So basically, the, the one of the rumors from Joe's camp was that they the relationship was on the outs anyway, and then he saw or heard something on their ring camera that Sophie said or did that he was like, right, our marriage is dushed. We cannot come back from this. But apparently, that story was leaked to over if for anyone if anyone was googling Joe Jonas ring that's what would come up instead of... Because you know in the wake of the news coming out, it was all like, he's wearing his ring, he's not wearing his ring, he's wearing his Ooh. ring, he's not wearing his ring. It was to get, a, like, the SEO job above Oh my that God, coverage. yeah, that makes so much sense. Do you know? Because, like, it's... Why would you not... Yeah, I don't know. She, why like, would you not say what it was? Or why would there not be a hint of what was said? Or, like, why did the ring camera footage not leak? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and like she obviously knows that the ring cameras exist. So like, it's not like she was caught on like unawares that she was being filmed or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Weird. But it did bring us around to, actually, I can't remember why we picked this. Why is she I was going to ask again? you, because uh, someone today, today was like, so why are you doing it? I think I told my dad and he was like, so what's Selena in the news for? And I was like, oh, fuck, I have no idea. And then I said it to Mark and Mark said, oh, isn't she... Wasn't there something with her and Chris Brown this week? And I was like, ah, yes. There was like the whole AMAs? Yes. VMAs? EMAs? VMAs. She VMAs. went to the VMAs 
um, was seemingly having a very good time and then all the media coverage after basically ruined her life. So at the VMAs this year, there was a big... I don't know if... They, okay, I, so there seemed to be like one camera person that was focused like solely on Taylor Swift the whole thing, right? Yeah. Taylor Swift is getting lit and she's dancing and she's singing and everything else, right? And then Selena was also there with your man that she does the baby he does baby come down come down it, it's his song uh, Reb, remix uh, Re, Reba Reba what is it Rima Rima, Rima. yeah Reba Rima no I only heard it on the radio today and I was like oh who's that and then I heard it they were there like together as collaborators or whatever and they're sitting together in the audience and but like again you've the the, the camera is not I don't think there's a separate camera focus for Selena but like a lot of her reactions kept getting picked up so there was one way in Chris Brown was announced as a nominee, a nominee for something, and she was kind of made a small bit of a face. Nothing like outlandish today, over the top, but I think uh, refused to clap and refused to clap. Yeah. Then there was something during Olivia Rodrigo did a performance of mm. Vampire and something else, and it references the Vampire video. Get you back. It, yeah, but the, there there was a lot of staged technical difficulties happened during it, right? So she was like, looked really worried throughout it. And then I think there were some people alleging that she was making Should her fingers in her ears or something, didn't she? During Demi's performance, Demi Lovato, yeah. But all of this prompted her, so there's loads of coverage. There's like four separate stories in that, right? Loads of coverage about this. So then Selena is like, I will never, I will never allow myself to become a meme again, which she gives the most, I'm going to be honest, a response that she just did not need to give. You know what I mean? Like it was just, and it, it, I think it kind of sums her up in a way and her celebrity. Like I find her very fascinating and very strange as a celebrity. What do you yeah. make of her? Yeah, I thought I kind of knew what she was like and kind of had a grasp of her until I watched My Mind and Me today. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since. And there's like even a scene in it where they're like, what do you, what do you think people think of you? And what, what are you really like? Or what, like there's something she asks her best friends. Have you seen it? Yes. Um, I that scene? was, yeah. And I remember, I was trying to remember what I thought of it at the time. And I do think it's like, it's very honest. I think her keeping in the, the shitty performances and stuff. And, you know, I think it, her, showcasing how the illness affects her the lupus and that all very honest all very transparent I think even the fights with like that weirdo friend she has that like, friend, she doesn't seem like she has nice friends no I thought it was honest to a fault sometimes I think she shares too much and then can't take it back but like desperately wants to like, yeah and, like, I think she must like, be understood and it becomes misunderstood and then it's weird yeah, I feel like she always comes at everything with a specific narrative and a specific perspective that she's desperate to get across. And if, but the thing is, like, you can never have 100% control over a narrative, especially when you put it out publicly, when you're as famous as she is, when we've been following her as long as we, you know, as we have been, right? Even like passively or intensively. And I think that really, it really bothers her that she, that she is open to that kind of, scrutiny and so which I get because the kind of scrutiny is fucking awful but at the same time I think she is kind of addicted to the fame in a way that maybe she doesn't realize you know what I mean or me sorry 
maybe that's not right. I just don't yeah. think she realizes the impact that just being famous and living her life the way she's continuing to live has on her. I do believe there's a way for her to continue to do certain kinds of work while withdrawing and not being as famous as she is. But I think there's a part of her that still wants it, still wants the public approval. I think you can even see that with the way she uses social media. I think she media. feels like she has to. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she feels obliged. And it, maybe it's a religious thing or whatever, like they go on about that it's like her gift. She's got given a gift and this is what she should be doing with it. And she kind of is doing it resentfully. Regretfully, what's the word? Like with resentment, Both, I think. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, the the exact quote that she put up after from yeah, she like scrunched up her face when Chris Brown was announced as a nominee for Best R&B. Um, so then she put up on Instagram stories after, I will never be a meme again. I'd rather sit still than be dragged for being myself. Much love. Which like, why did you say anything? Why did you say anything? Mm. I just, I'm like, you're in this game long enough. People are gonna write stuff like this. Sometimes I feel like if she did nothing, are so, it yeah, would be like Selena like, looking bored at the VMAs or whatever. Like. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, why? I don't think I don't she know. can help herself, to be honest. What was I going to say? No, and that's, but that's, do you know, I also just find it really fascinating though that she says, and this is going to sound incredibly fucking mean, right? But I am just, I think we need to be honest in the terms of like, artists and actors and their output and stuff like that right she is one of the most successful people in the world has made gazillions gazillions of dollars like money that we probably don't even can't even fathom between Mm. how much she acts she's a prolific actor i'm going through her wikipedia and there's movies that i'm like you could like that could be a made-up title for all i know like she's she's been in minimum a movie a year i think post wizard of the waverly place rare and everything like that so much money, so successful as a, a musical artist. It's definitely over in the US, slightly less worldwide, but I think still massively. And like, is she that good a singer? Is she that good an artist? Is she that good an actor? Is that really me? The act- I don't know. The acting probably, I would say, is more her thing. But I think she kind of wants to be more of a singer. I don't think she knows what she wants to be, to be honest. I think she really wants to be something and doesn't know what it is. I think she's naturally probably better at the acting. I don't know. Now, this is um, not really relevant right now, but um, do you know, and we don't have to get into it, but when The Idol came out and everyone was talking about how much they thought it was about Selena... Or yeah. Britney or someone. Literally, yeah. the opening scenes. I was like, okay, probably not. Like, get, let's get over it. The opening scenes of my mind and me, where she's like having a breakdown over like a rehearsal, and they're all like fawning around her, trying to calm her down and comfort her and stuff. I was like, oh, this is like scene for scene. The idol, like it is. Yeah, I can't. What did I say very about it the time? Very, very closely mirrored. I have no idea. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't take any of it in. Because I didn't. I just didn't know I just enough can't about remember. her. Like. I definitely, no, I definitely talked and like asked the question of whether, did I think it, it was about to but I can't remember what I said. Because it's just, I don't know, just the scenes and like the peep, the characters and stuff, it mirrors her life so closely mm. that it's hard to imagine he hadn't seen this documentary and just like fucking changed the names. Like it's spooky. Anyway. And also because, they, and we'll get into it later, but like their relationship kind of crosses over with 
hers and Justin Bieber's. In like, like, they were so on and off that it was like they kind of started. They started being friends again, and apparently he was okay about it. But then they were kind of seemed to be seeing each other a bit more frequently, and like maybe without telling him. So then the weekend was like sayonara. But then they put it down to oh, they're just so busy and like touring schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he has a fucking. The weekend's a weirdo well, anyway, so... He's such a fucking weirdo. Um, what's your def- earliest memory of Selena? I, di- I do remember her from Barney. We covered it a little bit in the Barney live, but I, like, I do remember her from Barney. She was a... She was a main character. Gianna? She was... Mm. I think... Hang on, let me bring up my notes. She um, started working when she was seven in 2002. No, that's not right. In 2002, she began on Barney, but she's been acting since she was seven. So she portrayed the character Gianna and it was, this maths does not add up, her first acting gig. Anyway, she said she was very, uh, very shy when I was little. I didn't know what camera right was. I didn't know what blocking was. I learned everything from Barney. Um, She appeared in 13 episodes of the show between 2002 and 2004. And then the show got rid of her because she was too old. And then she went on to Spy Kids 3D. I Game don't over. remember her in Spy Kids 3D. Oh my gosh. I think she just had like a little role. Um, and then she was in another movie, Walker, Texas Ranger, Trial by Fire. And then she was in a guest starring episode or uh, episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And then she went on. She had like little like snippet roles in everything. Like you said, like Hannah Montana. So I just, uh, like she was just a face that I knew from like Barney, which is like basically the very first thing you'll ever watch as a child, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. She'd done, she'd filmed two Disney spin-offs as well, pilots that I don't think went anywhere. There was a sweet yes. spin-off titled Erwin and then there was a second, which I'm like, where are they, dig these out of the vault? And a second one, which was a Lizzie McGuire spin-off titled What's Stevie Thinking? Yeah, I think she was supposed to be Miranda's little sister. Ah. I think that's what that was. It rang a bell today. I think I'd, we'd looked into it before for the Lizzie McGuire episode. Yeah. I think Stevie was supposed to be a character... That was Miranda's little sister or something. So then she got the role of Wizards of Waverly Place as Alex Russo. Had you? Um, did you watch that? I, like, I was talking to Mark today and he was like, oh, I love Wizards of Waverly Place. And I was like, what? You were like 14. Like, how? what age were you? Like, I was like, I was too old for Wizards of Waverly Place. And then Queen was like, yeah, I loved Wizards of Waverly Place. So I don't know. I, do, I just feel so like I'll go I check just... check Mark. I, yeah, I think he was like 12 when it came out and I was 13. Like, I think we just... I was just over the mark that I was, I, I had seen it. It was on the telly because my younger siblings watched it, but it wasn't my show. Yeah. I don't think I ever really got into it. Did you? No, don't get me on my, didn't have Disney, Disney Channel. Channel. Yeah. So box, but yeah, no, totally bypassed. But I knew her from that, from like media coverage. Yeah. I knew um, she was in it. Like, and I think my, my first like real, I like, I watched her and Barney, but didn't realise it was her and Barney, you know what I mean? And at that point, yeah. obviously, you don't realise she's going to go on to become one of the biggest stars on the planet. Yeah. Like, ever. She, she was one of the highest paid children's TV stars of all time, earning between twenty-five and $30,000 per episode of Wizards of the Coast. Nothing funny is it? no wonder her brains rot when you're earning exactly, that much yeah. money, that young, and working. Money means nothing. Money means nothing. Like, she's like, fuck all friends, because she's been, like, in... Fuck all real friends from what she knows because she's been in showbiz her, literally her whole life like it's I, yeah. like it's tough with um how, how do I put this so the similarities between this documentary and like Lewis Capaldi's and Billie Eilish's is that it's all them and their mental health 
illnesses and their diagnoses and stuff like that. And it's, I was wondering if it's that type of personality that is drawn to the limelight, or do you think being that famous from such a young age, like Selena Gomez has bipolar, do you think she, like, people with bipolar are more drawn to be famous? Or do you think fame brings out bipolar in people? Do you know what I mean? Or like other mental illnesses? Because it's it's so common in people this famous. I think that level of fame, how could you not develop something? Yeah. But I think, I'm trying to be very careful about this. Okay, in, in my mind, the thing with Lewis is, I think Lewis gets like, massive enjoyment out of social media and using social media like that and it, he also just happens to be very good at it right but yeah. I also think he is capable of recognizing when he needs to stop and he is also someone who from what I know and from what I can like see online doesn't really engage with the negative side of social media the negative side of the internet the, the side that would literally probably drive you to drink the side that's like would fucking hates you no matter what and like whatever when you're at that level of famous right Billie Eilish I is kind of maybe a happy yeah. medium between the two I don't think I think she is so about the craft about building a live show about artistry and anything after that is just like grand even if you watch back the Vanity Fair interview she does where it's you know and it's like tracking how many followers she has when she's younger obviously she's like yeah that's kind of mad or whatever or like when certain people follow her it's like interesting but I don't ever think that's what she was I don't think I don't think any of them were ever striving to be as famous as they were I think there's a weird thing with tying in fame and success. I think they all want to be very successful in their own rights. But I, it, isn't that a question where it's like, would you, would uh, about being rich and famous, it's like try being rich first and see if you want to be famous then. You wouldn't like, you just wouldn't like. I really saw with her is like, she has very little that she can grasp and know that it's like real because of how young she was and how famous she is, that she's very little around her in her life from just what the documentary showed us, that she can actually like lean on. Do you know what I mean? Like she has like all the fans and she's like really good with people and she's really kind and warm when she meets people. But like when she goes home, like what, like other than her family, it's a, I could see, like, I was like, I would, do, I would not want that. I would not swap for that life for anything, for what she has. Even with all the money and all the fame, there's not, you could not pay me to be in her position. And I never felt that way before watching her documentary. I also think there's, and again, this is all alleged, but, like, I think there's a lack of transparency around, like, like I don't know her alleged struggles with substance abuse that we don't know about we'll never know about potentially maybe will forever be alleged potentially not true I think that's a like separate layer to things that it's like it's hard to engage with it and it's not that I don't expect anyone to share a story that they're not ready to tell or that they don't want to tell at all 
but it is a factor in why people behave certain ways and like feel certain ways about things and why emotions can be heightened and stuff like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'd be very surprised if at that level of fame you didn't turn to something like, you know, with the pressure. I like looking at any celebrities that went from the went from child stardom to adult mm. insane fame like that hasn't turned to something. Yeah. My earliest memory of her is her being in the burning up video and it, that being like scandalous. Oh yeah. I did not realise she went out with Nick Jonas. Did you not? No. Did not I realize don't think it. it was for very long. No, and I don't know like if they've really said much about it. Um she I think it was like fairly amicable. Where is it now? She confirmed she was with Nick Jonas for a short while. Um and like it was all confirmed when she showed up in the burning up video. Um, so they dated on and off for two years until they decided to go on their separate ways in March 2010. So it was from 2008 to 2010, which is when she like was a, on Wizards. And like, how old was she at that point? Because I forget how young like, she was when she was with Justin. Like a teenager, teenager. Yeah, like that, like she's 16, 17. Are you yeah. really going to have someone on that? You know what I mean? Like, Also, those like Disney romances were so I don't know what the word is it's like it kind of reminds me of like Grail Talk showmance like Grail Talk a little like we're in the same circle we have no we don't go to we don't go to high school like we don't really socialize because we're working all the time you're my age and like he went out with Miley Cyrus first and then he went out with her and it was just I just feel like that was the small pool they had to socialize in you know it's kind of weird yeah it's kind of weird that they're all still so famous it's Do you remember um, she did another Cinderella story? I do remember that, yeah. Should we do for movie club? That went straight to video. I can't believe it. That was actually one of the better ones. I thought, no? Mary? I have never seen it. I think it's like one of those ones that like your friend would have on video at a sleepover and you'd put it on. Yeah. Kind of vibe. And then you'd like, yeah. wouldn't watch it for like seven years and then, it, you know. Yeah. Um... What so what she went from Nick Jonas to Bieber? No, Nick Jonas to Bieber, like essentially, I think. Uh, this or Zed, I, where did Zed fit into it? Zed came after, which came first, the Bieber, or the Zed. Um, <laughs> Zed came after, so Zed was 2015, yeah. So, like, she, as you mentioned, she did Wizards of Waverly that finish, and she kind of went straight into doing uh movies and stuff like that, and was also like pivoting to music herself like outside of the Disney canon in a way um, but in the midst of all this she met a she met a handsome young devil by the name of Justin Bieber uh, they started mentioning each other in interviews between 2009 and 2010 they would call each other sweet or cute but just said like they were friends uh, there's apparently a very famous sorry I should just there's a massive medium.com post that seems to be taken from like fandom and stuff like that so I will say media literacy pinch of salt but it's a good read and I will link it below it's what I'm referencing a lot here in these notes but I couldn't possibly read everything because number one I don't think not all of it is based in truth and I can't, you can't possibly verify it but some of it just isn't really relevant but yeah um, there's this famous IHOP date that they went on in December of 2010 and apparently this was the setting where they uh, 
did up their contract to be in their PR relationship. Oh. Um, and apparently the contract required both of them to interact with each other in some way or another, which included being on stage together, mentioning each other frequently, and eventually dating. Um, and it was meant to benefit both their careers. Obviously, Justin, rising mega global pop star. Selena, kind of moving out of the Disney machine, but like still, you know, girl du jour, like it girl of the moment, whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently a photo of this contract leaked with both their signatures in October 2014. Um, if anyone wants to go look, I'll try and get it for the Instagram. But um, yeah, uh, I think also why people believe this is true. I, so I believe it, it started as a PR relationship and then became a real relationship. I don't think the whole thing was PR because it just got way too messy, right? Yeah. Um, his ex-girlfriend, Jasmine Villages, Villag- Villagas, um gave a testimony at some point and said they dated for seven months before himself and Selena got together. And during that time, Justin's team did not allow them to publicise their relationship. Um, But uh, Justin and Selena were allowed to talk openly about their friendship. Uh, And then when they began dating, both their teams allowed them to confirm their relationship. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today publicly uh, they may it would kind of make a good like Christmas rom-com wouldn't it like I was like oh our, our PR agents want us to pretend to be together and then they actually to, fall in love so, yeah but that's, that's just it. that's classic enemies to lovers trope isn't it yeah I'd watch that um, so apparently uh, it was Scooter Braun man of the moment boo. evil man boo got on to Selena's mother Mandy who was managing her at the time to be like to kind of set them up then we go to 2011. They attend the Vanity Fair's Oscar party together. Confirm Imagine their dating your status. Mom setting you up I know. with Justin Bieber. I know. This is really interesting. This I didn't know, right? And again, I will say it's all alleged and it's all fan theories. But like, a part of me wants to believe that, right? So he is said to have proposed to Selena sometime before November of 2012, uh, when what? they would officially break up, to show he was serious about their relationship and willing to leave. Because apparently, at this point, the reason why, like. She was struggling with fame at this point, right? Bear in mind, she's 20, he's 18, right? Yeah. And he's basically like, he proposes, he's like, we'll go fuck off, leave this life behind, whatever, we don't have to be famous. Um, There's speculation that he proposed maybe more than once, um, but however many times he proposed, she said no, um, because they were like too young or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then, so that's kind of, that's crazy. 2012, right? I think there may be on and off a little bit in 2013. But 2014, April 28th to be exact, Justin Bieber goes for dinner with Kendall Jenner and Hayley Baldwin. Nice. Right? 
Now, Justin Selena, yeah, Justin Selena not together at this time. Uh, Haley Baldwin Bieber has come out and said herself that like, again, this is her word, whatever. She said, when I got with him, he wasn't with anyone else. Um, But this is when their kind of friendship started. Um, I think they'd met in 2009 initially and then rekindled their friendship uh, around this time. This time as well, Justin is very much struggling. Uh, He's, uh, like, obviously the scrutiny of the relationship with Selena and so famous, everything else, he's finding that really hard. Um, June 2014, himself and Selena get back together. July 2014, they break up. August 2014, they're back together. Like, this is... I did not realise how bad on and off they were until with Haley. reading this back. No, no, Selena. sorry, with Selena. Selena. Okay. Um, then early July 2015, it's rumoured that they entered into another PR contract because Selena had an album coming up and so did Justin. Um, and apparently Selena was ratty, allegedly, and had alleged videos of Justin allegedly doing drugs during his recovery era allegedly, and she was threatening to leak them. Um, so they came up with this PR contract that didn't require them to date, but, like, just be seen with and talk about each other to generate publicity. Uh, apparently, this came from someone who worked with Justin, but, again, there's, like, no solid evidence of that, so, like, pinch of salt, whatever. Do you remember a video of them together in November 2015 in which Justin, they're at a bar, and Justin is, like, serenading her. He sings My Girl, and he sings Sorry. No, oh god, I did two not, songs in a row. I did not remember this, and then when I read it, it was like it all came screaming. It came no, screaming back to me. I remember the, right him now. singing "My Girl." You need it because it actually Sorry. like it, I remember being like these people need to be together. This, these are so Justin Bieber. She this version of Justin Bieber. Okay, but I he has never glasses. ever. No, it's not. It's like he's such a little boy, like. Yeah, I've I know, never like, ever wanted to date Justin Bieber in my life. I, I did when he proudly. started getting all the tattoos. Purpose Justin Bieber. You don't want to get with purpose Justin Bieber. I just, there's no version of him that I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a nice guy. You don't want to get with, what do you mean Justin Bieber? <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to get with him anyway. He wants to be praying all the time. Fucking hell, give me a break. Um. Anyway, I remember that. I remember that video. And then 2016, this is where things fucking kick off, right? They're not together. They're focusing on their respective careers. They're seeing other people. For some reason, Justin would like always post like throwback photos of him with Selena on Instagram. Uh, they reckon, it, and but like people reckon that's part of the PR contract that he signed. Then, do you remember something called? Oh, show me. He just looks so young. Sorry, where's it gone? Um, this one, like he looks like an actual. 12-year-old. And he probably was, like... Yeah, swooped, he probably it's was like at that sw- point. It's like swooped hair, Bieber. Why can't it focus? And, like, Selena just looking 16. Like, I don't know. Do you remember something called the war on Instagram? No. Do you remember that Justin Bieber was previously with Sophia Ritchie? Ooh. No. I don't, no, I don't think I knew that. So they had a fling around this time. It was August 2016, which led to Sophia receiving lots and lots of hate comments. Uh, and some of them, like, racist, which is just beyond. Um, as a response, Justin posted a picture of the two of them on August 14th with a caption expressing his discomfort with the hate uh, Sophia was getting from the Bleebers and threatened to deactivate his Instagram if there isn't a change. 
Selena Wright then defended Justin's fans by responding with a comment responding with a comment that read, if you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your girlfriend, lol. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love you and supported you before anyone ever did. She then went on to post, like, photos of herself with believers, which was weird, right? So then yeah. he comes back and is, like, accuses her of using him for attention by commenting. He says, it's funny to see people that use me for attention and still try to point the finger this way. Sad, all love. So... Then she comes back again. This is what I'm saying. Like, like. and I know, like, she's at a certain age and it's a very high profile relationship. And I do believe they were just absolutely mad about each other, but like in the most toxic, awful way possible, they couldn't stay away from each other. She comments again going, I'm not one for anyone receiving hate. Hope you can be kind. Or no, sorry. Did he say this? Sorry, he responded then. This is a separate response. He said, I'm not one for anyone receiving hate. Hope you can all be kind to my friends and each other. And yes, I love my believers. Selena responds again, going, funny how the ones that cheated multiple times are pointing the finger at the ones that were forgiving and supportive. No wonder fans are mad. Sad all love. So then, Justin... She said sad all love as well. She's taking the piss out of him. Now, this comment, yeah, this comment is unverified, right? Again, pinch of salt. Um... But allegedly, he responded with a comment that said, I cheated, oh, and I forgot about you and Zane, which led a lot of people to speculate that she had cheated on Bieber with Zane Malik, right? So then Justin deactivated his Instagram. Selena gave a response on Snapchat. Classic. This is so fucking 2016. She posted a story that said, what I said was selfish and pointless. So then they're kind of on and off again, 2017, 2018. They're like working on a relationship together for months. They're um, back to church and stuff. And yeah, it's just, I think they, they like it. It's bad, guys. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I think Selena, like Selena publicly wishes him happy birthday. But E! News are reporting that they're still kind of fighting. Justin seems ready to commit. She's not. Um... Yeah, and then also amongst this, like, there are loads of moments in between this relationship where it's like they're seen on segways together. There were photos of them, I think, seen in this kind of quote-unquote dodgy area after church that led many people to allege that, like, they were there to buy drugs together and stuff like that. And then, if, you're, if you're Justin Bieber, you're not buying your own drugs. You're not out on the streets buying your own drugs. I don't know. You're not. You're what not. if you're trying to hide it from your people because you have a big tour coming up and stuff? And You're not. There's no way you're out in public buying your own drugs. There's no way. With another world-famous celebrity. There's no way. Maybe, yeah. If you're I trying to hide it from people, you're not out in public. There's no um, way. In the midst of this, 2017, she starts going out with The weekend, which is also allegedly a PR relationship. Um, there's no concrete evidence of that, but... Um, Obviously, he was just on the rebound from Bella. She was on the rebound from Biebs. Um, Yeah, and apparently they... I think I mentioned this already about the fact that they... Again, this this relationship started around the time that she was also trying to mend their friendship with Bieber. Um, but yeah, messy. Messy, messy, messy. But like, also, I'm like, obviously, that relationship kind of ruined her life. You know what I mean? That's like our equivalent yeah. of you know, Ben and Jane. Like, and the fact, like, remember, they called off the wedding because of how much scrutiny they were facing and, like, genuinely negative press. And, like, this was the same, but you add in fandom culture and you add in social media. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a recipe for absolute fucking... They would have never been able to get back together unless they literally fucking the two of them moved to an island by themselves. And even then it's like, were they meant to be together? I don't fucking know. Yeah. And you'd always have it in your head, like it's... If it was set up as a PR thing, it's like, are we actually supposed to be together or is this just like how it happened you know what I mean like it's yeah. just I just I'm just with this person now because people wanted me to be what do you make of all the beef between herself and um Hayley then I don't really understand who was who's doing what and why to be honest I kind of missed the whole Hayley Bieber stuff recently where they were like well, she was being problematic towards Selena. What can you explain that, that to me? I think there's a pair of them in it, but I will say well, that gonna, bef- at the time you said it was too dark to cover. So now did I'm we? interested. I thought you did. Maybe, yeah, that yeah, probably. I I don't know, maybe it just seemed all too fresh. But um yeah, so like obviously okay, it needs to go back to like twenty eleven when Justin Bieber and uh Selena Gomez go public with their relationship. And it's also important to remind that, like, Hayley was, like, a, a hardcore believer, right? So she mm-hmm. tweets then, that year, um, says she's a fan of their relationship. Which, a part of me wonders if it's even fair to go back through these tweets and stuff. Because it's like, I don't know. Like, she didn't, she didn't know. think she was going to end up marrying. I don't know. Anyway, she said, I'm for sure team hashtag Jelena, which is, was their, like, ship name. Obviously, they're a couple in. And then later that year, she also calls them... Um, uh, a teenage dream. I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena together is the definition of a teenage dream. Hashtag word. That tweet has also since been deleted. Um, 2012, she's still showing support for them. She's beyond flawless and he's, you know, he's Bieber. They're their perfect relationship, forever alone. Um, Selena Gomez is so freaking good looking. Uh, and then she tweeted when they didn't go to the Vanity Fair Oscars party together that year. I gotta say, I was really looking forward to seeing what colour coordination Jelena was going to do for the Vanity Fair party. She's kind of obsessed. I don't really... It is kind of funny. Now that I said it out loud. So they break up for the first time November 2012, uh, Selena and Justin. Then they break up again November 2014. This is around the time that they... Bieber's in touch with Hayley and their friends, right? Um mm-hmm. So they they spend New Year's together that year. 2015 is when uh, Selena is spotted being serenaded by Justin Bieber because they're apparently back together again. That's November, but then the end of December, uh, Justin Bieber and Hayley are kissing, right? Spotted kissing. 2016, Selena's like, I'm done talking about Justin. Uh, Justin and Hayley's relationship is hotting up, as the press would say. Um... But then also in another interview that Bieber does in 2016, he says they're not exclusive. Uh, he, he says, what if Haley ends up being the girl I'm going to marry, right? If I rush into anything, if I damage her, then it's always going to be damaged. It's really hard to fix wounds like that. It's so hard. I just don't want to hurt her. They break up in 2016. Selena and Justin date again in 2017. Uh, and then at some point, break up. July wow. 2018, Haley and Justin <sighs> are back together. Um... And then there's lots of rumours that, like, you know, Lose You To Love Me, Selena song is about them getting married because you've, that lyric, in two months you replaced us like it was easy. Um, this is very funny. So when Selena released Lose You To Love Me, <laughs> Hayley put up an Instagram screenshot of a song called I'll Kill You by Summer Walker, which caused people to ask whether she was doing that in response to Selena 
So then she'd come out and be like, please stop with this nonsense. There's no response. This is going to be BS. Which I'm like, apparently I wonder if it was just the two of them. I know, but I'm wondering, like, apart, again, I'm just like, bold, like. Not even that, but I'm just like, why are you even giving, if it's not true, why are you responding to it at all? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Um, Haley's getting hate in 2019. Selena asks fans to be kind, but she doesn't mention her by name. Uh, 2021. This is when things seem to kind of take like a positive shift, right? So, Haley likes Selena Gomez's in, uh, L cover on Instagram. 20 early 2021. Uh, there's accusations that Selena made a dig at her in a "Get Ready with Me" video on TikTok, which she is like takes down and is like no bad intention, whatever, whatever. What was the Haley dig? Does, it was just like. So I think Haley had done a Get Ready With Me video and then Selena uploaded one really soon after. Like, literally, that was it. Like, people... This is what I'm that. saying. Like, I feel like it's... I don't know how she's... I don't know how she's still going, basically, if you're constantly having to, like, put out fires like this and respond to shit like this from both of their perspectives when it's, like, yeah. half the time built from nothing. He's not you know worth it, mean? girls. He's not worth it. He's not it. worth it, girls. No man is. So she, uh, the, this is 2022. 20, Haley does call her daddy and is, like... He was never with anyone, she said. Had had spoken to Selena Gomez since her wedding. Didn't say what the conversation entailed. Um, they posed for a photo together in October. They're at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, second annual gala. That was the fo- the photos that like broke the internet, you know what I mean? And that's when I was like, peace, serenity, unity, joy to the land. It's over. I never have to hear about any of this again. But then seemingly like Haley starts like taking the piss out of her on TikTok again or potentially I don't know she's doing this lip sync to that audio that says I'm not saying she deserved it but I'm saying God's timing is always right it's like that autotune one yeah um, it was deleted, deleted shortly after it was posted someone brought the video to the singer's attention to Selena's attention and she said it's okay I don't let these get things get to me be nice to everyone and then there's a whole thing around it, Selena Gomez did a TikTok up saying she laminated her eyebrows too much and they looked crazy. And then Kylie Jenner apparently responds with a selfie on her Instagram story and is like, this was an accident, question mark. And then there's, uh, she posts a screenshot of her and Hayley Bieber on FaceTime and they're both zoomed in on their eyebrows. And then Kylie has to come out and deny it. She says, this is reaching, no shade towards Selena ever. And I didn't see her eyebrow post. You guys are making something out of nothing. This is all silly. Um... Then Haley and Kylie are obviously getting like death threats or whatever. So Selena Gomez comes out and asks people to be kinder. Please be kinder and consider others' mental health. My heart has been heavy. I only want, I only want good for everyone. All my love. She then has to come out explicitly and ask fans to stop hate because Haley Bieber got onto her and was like, "I'm getting death threats. Can you sort this out?" Um. So she said, "Haley Bieber, reach out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity." And then in June of this year, fucking hell, Haley comes out and asks her Instagram followers not to leave mean comments on Selena's posts. Um, and then later that month, uh, she does another interview and Haley says she's no issue with Selena Gomez. I don't think that this is about me, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez. This is n- not about this pitting between two women. It's about the vile, disgusting hatred that can come from completely made up and twisted and perpetuated narratives that can be really dangerous. Time and time again, I say there is no issue and it's so disappointing that, still be- that people still behave this way over a man. Yeah. Crazy. The believers are crazy. Fandoms are crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's all super crazy. What's your favourite Selena Gomez song? I do like 
Lizzie's Love Me. Yeah. Um, what about Selena Gomez in the scene? Well, yeah, what was Selena Gomez in the scene? So Selena Gomez in the scene was a response because she wanted to cross over to the music industry and she said the name of the band was an ironic jab, which I'm not sure anyone knows what I, ironic means, um, at the people who called Gomez a wannabe like scene kid. Oh, yeah. So that's why it was like more rocky and that's why she had to be seen to be fronting a band. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So first studio, studio album, Kiss and Tell. Uh, did reasonably okay. Guardian Review said if the lyrics were half as inventive as the tunes, these Disney Powerbop al- albums would be classics. As it is, though, they'll have to settle for, for being great fun. Uh, so you had, I think Falling Down was the lead single from that album and it didn't do very well. And then the second single was Naturally. Can you sing it? Do you know what popped into my head? And it okay. was like, so yes, Not so yesterday. Either. So yesterday, no. but the word it's different song. The, the tune of "So Yesterday," but with the word "naturally," it actually does kind of sound like it's because it's everything comes naturally. Oh well, then I was right. It comes yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. It was only when you said it, I was like, "No, she's actually that right." <laughs> Second studio album, "A Year Without Rain," went to number four. Does not ring any bells. Do you remember? Do you remember "Round and Round"? Round and round, we're never gonna stop going round and round. No? Does not, no. What about A Year Without Rain? I'm missing you so much, can't help it, I'm in love. Day without you is like a year without rain. No. What about me being seen to go as his biggest music fan and like, you literally just listen to this all day. This episode. Um, and then what about The Sun you Goes Down? An underdog. Uh, when The Sun Goes Down, her third and final studio album with the scene. I literally know. You 100% never. know this. I'm no beauty queen, I'm just beautiful me. Who says you're not perfect, Breed? Is that what it's called? Who says you're not pretty? That was the lead single. Oh, that was with the scene. Yeah, that was with the scene. Oh, yeah, I do know that one. And you definitely know the next single because it was, I think it's their highest performing single, but it only went to number 22, which really isn't that great. It was named... It was named, in 2022, Billboard ranked the song as the biggest song that peaked at number 22, which I'm I'm not really sure is something to brag about. Um, I, I love you like a love song, love song baby. baby. Yeah. I, I love you like the, Kind of a banger. Kind of a banger. It's kind of a banger, but also like a shite banger. Uh, th- but I think that's how you could categorise a lot of Selena Gomez in the scene. I think it's how you could categorise a lot of Selena Gomez as well, no offence. Um, oh, yeah. She would hate that. She'd really be upset by that. I <laughs> <laughs> You can't she name would, one of her songs. I'm sure she would be very upset by it. And you know what? She can turn around and go, well, Jesus Christ, this is the shittest podcast host of my two women I've ever heard in my life. And I'd say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, we know that. <laughs> we know that. Her solo debut album, what was the lead oh, single? God, she'd, be, she'd be so sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> she would be so sad. Um... What, what are we at now? When you're ready, come and get it. Na, 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 na. Supposed to be a Rihanna song, but wasn't. Sorry, when did Lucy to Love Me fall in here? That was uh, like way later. Your way later, four yeah, years yeah. ahead, I'd say. Because that's like um, when she found her sound or whatever. Yeah, found her sound. Yeah. But this album, this, uh, uh, this album was Stars Dance, I think it's called. That yeah, song is a little bit cultural appropriation, isn't it? 
it's a lot of like I think it's yeah I think that's I think it's because no it's not cultural appropriation but it's basically like there's not one single genre for the album and that's what a lot of critics said you have Brain Mansfield from the USA Today give it two and a half stars and said Gomez is making more commercially viable music now but she's still only as good as her producers the dance pop sound they've built for her brings in lots of outside elements including Bangra which I think is the genre you're referring to and coming at it dance hall and dubstep yeah. Uh, another reviewer said Ron Harris for Huffington Post. Artistically, there's very little Selena Gomez here. This is merely the veneer of Selena Gomez. The look and feel of the pop star, like, set atop a middling musical effort. But it was her first album debut at number one. So there you go. Wow. Um, but after this, so she released well, that I album. Well, I wonder if that line up with when she's with Bieber, was it? I think so, yeah, because this, it, uh, definitely around the time of their first breakup. So, and again, it's also a kind of... Worst. But it's also what kind of bolsters the addiction rumours. So, like, she plans her first tour for Stars Dance, mm-hmm. which shows in North America, Europe, Australia and Asia. She cancels Australia and Asia um, because she wants to spend time with her family. But then, start of 2014, she checks into a treatment centre that specialises in training addiction and trauma on young people. But her rep was like, she's there voluntarily, it's not for substance abuse. And then in 2015, you have the lupus diagnosis. Which I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I want to make abundantly, abundantly clear. I'm not saying the lupus thing is made up. I'm just saying I think there's not a lot, I think there's more to it than that, personally. Um, and that all crosses over with um, Bieber. Um, she releases, I want you to know, with Zed, February 2015. This is around the time they did it as well. But the more yeah. I read about this, the more I'm like, that was probably PR for the single. Yeah, it was like, oh, we had a nice fling and that was true. Yeah. Basically, that's um, what she said about it. Good for you. Thoughts on that song? How much you for you? Yeah. Just so good for you. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not really into that. Yeah. Sound. Yeah, that's fair. very, that's very the idol now, the way you're doing it. I think it's kind of idol in the name. Tell you what, I, I, okay, credit words to you. I'll say this. Selena, if you haven't listened to the second Selena Gomez album, which is called Revival, you should listen to it and you need to listen to a song that's called Sober, which is 100% about Justin Bieber and it fucking slaps. It is a little slapper of a tune, let me tell you. It's so good. Um, very, very good. And it got really good reviews in general. Um, so I think that one has Same Old Love, Hands to Myself. I'm so sick of that. Oh yeah, I'm all into this album. I mean, I could, but why would I want to? That should have been the yeah. Um And then she releases a couple of other like very decent tracks post this you've like bad liar fetish and she does a lot of like collaborations in the meantime like she's very successful as a features artist we talked about the afrobeat song that fucking wolf song with marshmallow that's one of the worst songs i've ever heard but it's done numbers the one with kygo it ain't me like she's kind of a surefire bet for yeah. Remixes are like features. That other song, Tacky Tacky. The one at the minute I'm not into. What's the one at the minute? Calm Down. Yeah. It's great. Well, I've only heard like, it once. It's fine. Like, I was like, this is probably Selena. I was like, this is fucking boring. I don't know how much she adds to it, though. You know what I mean? That's a, I just don't think she, it's not the type of music she, I don't think she has any interest in making. I think but it's I the want, music she is forced music, to make. What music does she have an interest in making then? That's, that's, so that's my issue fundamentally. It's not that I yeah. think she's a bad singer. There are certainly better singers, but she's not she's, a bad singer. She can sing. I just find her whole artistic identity so confusing because I don't think there is any fundamentally. Yeah. 
I don't, yeah, I don't think she knows who she's supposed to be. I think she just wants to be, like, away from, like, at the start, I think it was, you know, like we saw with Miley and Demi, and it was like, I just don't, I just want to be seen as sexy. Like, I just want to be seen as a grown-up woman. And it's like, that's all I need to be. Like, I just don't want to be seen as, like, Barney child star anymore. And Mm. it's like, and then after that, I was like, well, what now? Like, what am I now? If I'm not, like, I'm a grown woman, I don't want to be sexy. I don't want to be, you know, it's just like, where do I go from here? And that's why I think... Like, we see Demi reinvents herself a lot. Miley reinvents herself a lot. Like, they just don't really know where they're going with it. I just... But I wonder, does she, like, actively want to do me? Like, I don't... Like, she's way no. more prolific with... She does Okay, she doesn't want to tour, which is fair enough. Like, and I think it's, like, but very... She's just unwell. I know, but that's... Okay, it's like, you don't want to tour, grand. But she doesn't even, like, seem to want to be... To want to release music. You know, even with the whole recent issue around her newest song single soon which is not good it's not good a part of me thought that she released that just as a way to like promote only murders in the building because obviously she can't talk about the new season of only murders in the building because of the writers and the actors strike oh yeah you know so i thought i was like oh that's a clever way of still being in the news and like promoting it but not directly promoting it yeah. But then she took it off. But then she took it off streaming because I don't know. It didn't get the response she wanted. What response did she want? I don't really know. It's very. She's very confusing because she is also I having all this success knows. with. She's having all this success in acting as well, and she's so prolific. I haven't watched Only Murders in the Building, but you have. Is she good yeah. in that? She's great in this. Like she's great, great, great. It's such a good show, and I kind of not that I put off watching it for so long, but I think I think it kind of fell around the time where I had a lot going on and I just didn't have the time to sit down and watch it. So I ended up binging season one and two last year or like sometime, maybe earlier this year. And oh my God, it's like if a show was written for me. Yeah. It it was like written for me. It's like Steve Martin, comedy, m- comedy, murder, mystery, drama. Center, it's like centering around a podcast and stuff. Like it was, I could have written it myself, but it's so yeah. good. And they're just a perfect little trio that you'd never imagine. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense that you would put her in with Martin Short and Steve Martin. And she seems to love it, which is why I'm like, why do you not why bother with the music? Why bother yeah. going to the VMAs? Do yeah. your do your little movies and your voice acting with the boys, and your directing. Like, yeah. And hang out with those your two old pensioner friends. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And she did um she was a bloody she started up her own film company and she was supposed to make a movie on Thirteen Reasons Why. And that didn't happen, but the series happened and she's, she was executive produced, like, 13 Reasons Why. Like, she's mm. good at that stuff. You know, she's good at TV and she's good at... I don't know. I don't know. I think she just wants to do something... I would, like, for just for... Like, I will stop talking about the documentary, but, like, her whole thing is that she just wants to do something that's meaningful and I just don't think she knows what that looks like yet. And I don't think she just wants to sit back and do Only Murders because that's good but it's not like life-saving important work do you know what I mean yeah but I do also think she probably finds it really hard because she probably has fans coming to her being like your music or like you saved my life yeah. and she's like but like how but and how, what capacity yeah. is it the music is it me being is it me being transparent on social media and is it me turning up on social media is it me raising money through my foundation or raising money through the makeup brand and stuff like, you know what I mean and I just think yeah. it's I, it must be hard because it's like, yes, you can do everything because you have, you have access to everything and you have the money to do it. But like, should you be doing everything? 
Should you be doing anything at this point? Like, it's very admirable to want to come out and be like, I want to make a difference and I want to leave my mark in this world. There's a massive argument to be made that she already has. And if she wanted to sack it all in now, she could. And I really don't think anyone would be cross with her. I'm sure you'd have the hardcores begging for a new album, begging for whatever. But like, I don't know. It's not her. I don't know. It's not her, Yeah. She doesn't know what she wants. She just wants to... She's just figuring it out. We're watching it happen. She's still so young. Like, she's only 31. She's so young. It's frightening. I just think every... The way everything is covered with her is like, even the whole... And I'll just talk about it very briefly because we're already here a very long time. But even the the thing with her friend who donated the kidney, Francia yeah, Reza. Secret Life of the American Teenager. Yeah, and she's in How I Met Your Father. Like, they met in... 2007, because she, uh, Francie was working for ABC as part of Secret Life of the American Teenager, and they went to some gala together because Disney were there as well. And they became friends from there. Selena gets diagnosed with lupus in 2015 and needs a kidney transplant, which Francie had donated was it one, was to her in 2017. One, was the kidney related to the lupus? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was announced on Instagram and like it was very public and they did a joint interview together afterwards for the Today Show and but like it was a bit, like I think people like it was a very serious procedure and I think maybe people don't understand like, that like an artery dropped or something they had to like replace an art like a major artery something like collapsed she talked about and then the fact she had, that she, had crazy like it seemed like it did not go great like she talked about did. the fact that she had to write a will and stuff and she said, found that very scary. And, you know, then you have, like, later that year, Selena Gomez wins a Woman of the Year award and it's, like, given to her by Francia and she honours Francia in the award. 2018, Francia is talking about, like, suffering with depression post-surgery and says Selena was the same and they get matching tribute tattoos. But I think at some point in the middle of this, or, sorry, 2021, Selena thanks Francia publicly on World Kidney Day. But I think there's something in in the midst of this that they're seemingly not as close friends. And there are a lot of rumours that it's around her hanging out with Justin again and stuff like that. I think this is kind of in the very early wake of the uh, kidney donation. Um, But then they're seen on social media like hanging out together. Selena posted TikTok with them in 2022. Um, But then Selena does an interview with the Rolling Stone magazine where she says uh, she doesn't have a lot of famous friends. The quote is, I never fit in with a cool group of girls that were celebrities. My only friend in the industry really is Taylor Swift. So I remember feeling like I didn't belong. I felt the presence of everyone around me living full lives. I had this position and I was really happy. But was I? Do these materialistic things make me happy? So then E! News used the first half of that quote in an Instagram, uh, talking about like Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez's friendship. Francia commented, interesting, and then deleted it. And then Selena kind of went back and made a TikTok or commented on a TikTok talking about the rift that said, sorry, I didn't mention every single person I know. So that was 2022. 2023, they seem to be friendly again. They're posting for each other's birthday. Francia does an interview where she says um, she wasn't forced to donate the kidney and she's obsessed with her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, even that whole thing of like, there's a part of me that just wonder. I'm like, where is, who is the team behind you that should be like, they talked about this in Who Weekly recently where it's like celebrities should have like toy phones, like children's phones where it's like, 
Or yeah, like the yeah, the underage iPhone connection yeah. to like where it's like a manager only, or their, only their people can access like certain things and then they only get and then they get the rest. So like Selena needs that positive reinforcement from social media, she's able to get that and get like the positives from it. But there's a filter that it's like anything else she does not see. She never sees mm. ever. Because it's just yeah. like and look Francia is partially responsible for that as well because it's like how you're not you in your fucking mid thirties, like commenting on a fucking, and you also working in media knowing that like yeah, they, of course they're gonna run with this fucking quote about Taylor and Selena being friends because the, like clickety clickety clack clickety clack. Oh, I'm not gonna click that. Absolutely, you know what I mean? It's not actually like do, do two more clicks and click into the interview and you'll realize the full body of the quote. Like you know what I mean? And yeah. also it's like, I think not, again, no shade to Francia, but Francia is not on the level of fame that Selena is. Taylor is to Selena, you know? Yeah. If I gave you a kidney, yes. could I just, could I be a dickhead forever and you'd just have to suck it up because I gave you a kidney? Or would you cut me off? If you gave me a kidney. If I gave you a kidney and then I started being like a really horrible friend to you, what would you do? No, I probably wouldn't cut you off, but I'd be very grateful for the kidney, like. Exactly, like, one does not beget the other. So that doesn't make sense. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. (laughs) I don't know. Like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Just because she gave you a kidney does not mean that you have to, like, stay BFFs forever. That's not how friendships work. They they flow. Yeah, that's true. But again, I think it was, I'm wondering, like, was, how responsible was it to be... To share that publicly. I get that it was probably like great awareness and stuff and Selena wants to be very like transparent but this goes back to the thing of like are you being transparent? Is your transparency coming at the cost of your mental health? Like I think it is. Nobody needed to know. I'm like why do I know who don't why do I know who donated Selena Gomez's kidney? I shouldn't like in some ways like I don't like it does it it I don't know. Maybe that's why she did it. No, and I get that from Francie's person. Do you mean in the sense that, like, it kind of elevates Francie's profile? Yeah, so, like, say, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, say someone really famous. Say? Oh, something stupid. Uh, say someone really Perfect. famous needed, needed a kidney and, like, you were, like, you were a match. Say, like, I don't know, like, fucking, I don't know, like, pick someone that's, really, like, really big that you'd like to be on the same level That as. I like. Yeah. A woman, like. Um, Anyone. I don't know, maybe Sarah Snook and, from Succession. Okay, Sarah Snook Who needs a kidney. And Doyle. Sarah Snook needs a kidney. Um, and and you're, I'm the you're only match. And you're a match. And she asks you, but like you literally have to have life-threatening surgery. But like it's Sarah Snook. And if you do it, everyone will know that you're the one that gave your kidney for Sarah Snook. Well, then yeah, you're going to do, do it. it yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course you would. But, but that's not what I, but I'm, I know, but it's, but I, ke- I feel like they could have kept it private and they chose not to, which I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying is the right or wrong thing, but in some ways I'm like, it brought another level of scrutiny to this friendship that like Selena famously doesn't deal well with scrutiny and all her other relationships are already under so much scrutiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't she, know. When will she learn? I don't know if it's just her. Like, I just, I think she's a product of the system. And it just goes back to that thing of, like, no child should ever be famous. And I think she hasn't ever had a consistently good team around her. I don't know. 
Yeah. Have any of them, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. She's not on her own there. I like, think... B- like, Bieber has his own issues. Demi had her own issues. She kind of seems to be going out the other side of it now. Like... Yeah. I, I just think she's so, like fiery and wants to do what she wants to do but doesn't also doesn't know what she wants to do and that's why she like doesn't really care for what people probably advise her but also cares too much about what people are advising her and it's just she's just caught in this fucking tornado and doesn't know how to get out of it like even this whole thing of going to Britney's wedding Sam Asgari you know what I mean what was that about like the more I read about the PR relationships the contracts the more I'm like that must have been PR you know I don't know yeah like anyway an endlessly fascinating celebrity but not for the typical reasons that a celebrity is fascinating to me yeah and i really hope i didn't come across mean because look i'm no, telling you just to revival banger we just want her to be okay yeah and i think well, look we could have thought we could do four more parts on this because we didn't even talk about the makeup have you tried any rare beauty anytime i go into fucking no. uh space mk there's not a fucking blush to be seen would you leave some for the rest of us girls Genuinely, her makeup brand is supposed to be very, very good. No. One startup of the year when it launched. Yeah, we didn't talk about her philanthropy. We didn't talk about a lot of stuff, but she's she's doing she's doing it all. Maybe um, if day. anyone has a suggestion for a really fucking a, either a really good Selena Gomez movie that's like under the radar for Patreon, or a really shit movie that you just think it would be funny if we watched, let us know, and we will do that. Anything else? Yes, we always love shit movies that you think would be funny if we watched. We're at Bandwagon's Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We've already plugged the Patreon. If you want the audio-only bonus episodes, you can subscribe in the Apple feed. Please go do that if you would like to. Um, I've been Fanula, she's been Breed. Do we have anything else to say? No, that's the usual spiel, isn't it? Good luck and good night. I'm so bad at this. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.